Hey, this is Debbie Adams, and you're listening to Under the Hood. Today, we're going to talk about forced entrepreneurs. What's missing in most training programs? Forced entrepreneurs. Some people call them reluctant entrepreneurs. I like the word forced instead because I think it's a stronger word that speaks to that. You know, it even conjures up a vision of somebody being pushed through a door absolutely against their will. If you can see some guy with his feet dug in and, and his herd of people just pushing him in there saying, go get it. That's what forced entrepreneurship feels like. I was a forced entrepreneur. And people find this difficult to believe because I love everything that entrepreneurship does for me now. I've adapted extremely well to being able to ask for what I need and network and I got the mindset of a successful entrepreneur but I've paid my dues to get to this place. When it became evident that I wasn't going to find work somebody suggested to me that I should go into business. My first thought was like what what could I possibly sell but once I got over that I still mulled it over for about four years. Four years took me into bankruptcy. When I talk about forced entrepreneurship, I'm talking about uh, people who are, uh, my father likes to say, uh, the wolves are at the door and now they're having a litter of young ones. <laughs> so it's not just wolves at the door, right? Like you're, you're in a very, very, very b- bad place. Maybe you're going to be homeless or something. You know you have something that you can sell, but you haven't got a clue how to sell it. And how this happens here in our province is you'll have people that are laid off in an industry. For example, somebody worked for 15, 16 years in the pharmaceuticals and they sold or they were the marketing expert and they lose their job and they end up on unemployment. And then I run into them and they say, my unemployment's going to run out. I can't find a job. What am I supposed to do next? And you know what I tell them? Get into a program that teaches you how to be an entrepreneur. And they'll say, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I've never wanted to be an entrepreneur and I'll say it's all about survival. I know you don't want to be an entrepreneur but you probably don't want to be on welfare either. So your next best step is to go into this program that will extend your unemployment. Let's talk about the realities of life in provinces that are struggling. We have to find these creative ways to survive. Now here's what I see in the tax business. I get somebody who walks through the door five or six years after being in one of these programs and somebody has given them a ton of money to start a business. And now they're in trouble with Revenue Canada. And I've talked about this a hundred times before. These people end up in trouble with Revenue Canada not because they're bad business people, but because they didn't learn the basics of what it is that they needed to learn in the very early days. Most business courses start off with teaching people how to write a business plan. But forced entrepreneurs need more than that because they're not motivated to be entrepreneurs. So they need to find, they need to talk about the motivation piece. And I've talked about in a podcast before how it is that you get motivated to do something. So they need to be convinced to go into entrepreneurship um, because things are going to get a hell of a lot worse if they don't. That's the first piece. But then they need to get taught how to network and work a room. Now, every entrepreneur needs to know how to network and work a room. But if you've never been in a place where you had to do that for yourself, where you had to find this self-motivation to do it, you need to be taught those very basic skills. Here's what I see with people that come over from 20, 30 years being an employee 
They have great skills around being an employee. Their boss probably loves them. Maybe they had to hire two people to replace them when they left. But they suck as entrepreneurs because, and here's what I figured out, the boss is telling them that they're good people. You know, they're always getting affirmed by the raise that they get at work. Now you go out into the world of entrepreneurship and guess who tells you that you're doing things right? Nobody. Because you don't even get paid for a couple of years. Everybody else gets paid or if you have to outsource stuff, they get paid. You pay your bills, you pay your rent, you pay it all. And at the end of the day, the entrepreneur is the only one with no money. So you can't even look at your paycheck and your big raise and say, well, I must be doing a good job. You know, all of those things can just suck the life right out of you. you no, know, that, that's a learning curve. So if you're a forced entrepreneur, didn't even want to be in there in the first place, do not like to be, um, self, not just self-employed, but don't like the advantages of being free, which entrepreneurship always says, you know, it's, it's a place where you can be free, but that's a topic for another day. You have something that you need to learn in that space, how to motivate yourself to keep going when there's no one there letting you know that you're doing things right. So we have to talk about entrepreneurship and tell them the realities of entrepreneurship. When you're designing, if you're somebody who works with forced entrepreneurs, you have them in your classroom, you're going to have to take into account that they're not as eager to do the things or take the steps that you're trying to get them to take. They don't need to learn about cash flow today. They have no cash flowing. Let's learn about what's tough for them how to get out the door, how to get the spouse on board, how to uh, put on a happy face when you know you have to go home at the end of the day and call the landlord and say, I don't have money for your rent. Let's talk about the real challenges that forced entrepreneurs have and design learning objectives around those challenges, support those people the way that they need to be supported so that they can become excellent entrepreneurs contributors to society, people who pay taxes and make our economy grow. And then, and only then, will um, entrepreneurship be a great choice for, for people who didn't really expect to find themselves there. And that, my folks, is the end of what I wanted to talk about today. Forced entrepreneurship, what's missing in most training programs is good training. Take it easy. Debbie here. Who's Debbie?